Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. It's it's uh it's another Saturday and Johnny Million. Uh, hi, I'm, uh, hi, good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Hell, I've been chatting music. We have been uh, because I, and I'm I, in honor of the new uh, Metallica song. I'm wearing my Metallica shirt today because it uh-huh. came out yesterday and they surprised us all. So it was like in the midst of this kind of like hectic, crazy week, they dropped a new track and I was like, hoorah! And it's fantastic. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, very, very vibes of classic Metallica. Very good stuff. Awesome. So good. And and um, and, you know, I I don't think he was the first person to say it, but maybe the the most uh, worldwide well-known James Hetfield. The first words he ever uttered to me when I met him was, you know, everything about everything, don't you? And. Uh, <laughs> and he meant it. He was not uh, he was not trying to be a jerk. And we had a lovely conversation about uh, about Everything. how I just seem. I just yeah, exactly. Um, I just had to like store him up, you know, with uh, information. Like, okay, what do you need to know? I, you know, I'm your human Google right now. Let's do this. Um, so uh, let's start. Right I like to call you Hugel. Yes, Hugel. Right. Well, it's just, you know, if you see me at the beach, you understand why. But the um, the 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 last week, I would say, in terms of news on a bunch of fronts has been um i you know we've been drinking from the from from the hydrant this week as far as crazy news the president of the united states the actual one had to release a statement this week or didn't have to chose to i would say that the holocaust happened and that hitler was a demonic figure no because oh because of kanye because of yeah, and uh, Alex Jones and Elon Musk, Come and on because now. you know, again, uh, you can't believe the pork and leave the food out of the equation, and vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't. Somebody's got to be the delivery system for this crap, and arguably that's the conversation that is happening right now. And the whole thing about uh, in the last twenty four hours of him and Matt Baby trying to. Um, boost the Hunter Biden laptops, uh, you know, far, farce into something real, is really, quite frankly, damage control over the fact that he let Kanye back on. and had Yeah, to that was because when I woke process, up this morning, that was the headline everywhere. And now it's morphed into like real headlines. But he had like mm-hmm. six hours of Hunter Biden laptop Twitter release. And then it was like, oh, no, the the whole should we release this by the Twitter employees? It was more about like, wait, are these, is this like Russian misinformation? Yeah. Are right. they being had? And by the way, for the record, they were. The whole, the whole reason why media companies, especially post 2016, are tapping the brakes on any breaking news of that kind of significance within 30 days of an election or right. 60 days of an election, depending on, uh, you know, which outlet it is, is because 
they've learned that the October surprises, quite frankly, often turn yep. out to be false. They turn out to be lies. And by the time they're vetted and have had it, you know, they've already had an effect on the election. So the idea is that but if it was going to come out, it would have come out to some degree. There are no real October surprises, especially in the case of the alleged Hunter Biden laptop, which, by the way, for the record, does not exist, is a hard drive that was purchased by Rudy Giuliani in Ukraine from Russians to be brought over here to uh, undermine um, what what Biden, you know, what Trump thought was his most feared rival. He was hoping they could destroy him before he decided to run or scare him away from running because when they ran their own internal polls, the one that wrecked Trump every time, interestingly enough, huh, was that. Biden. Because, yeah, because there's a lot of people who are OK with him and uh, he needed to run against Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. He thought those were his safe bets. He could create some sort of just commie narrative and that would that would guarantee him across the finish, right. Uh, right across the finish line. And it arguably did. It would it would have. He knew that that's how it pulled, but Biden scared the fertilizer out of him. Yeah, he and so they were trying to right, and he and he knew this, and so they're like, maybe we can we can you know kill it in the crib, which is what uh, how Steve Bannon talks about the Democratic Party, he talks about the Biden administration, and talked about the campaign as well. So the story itself was garbage, but the idea was you drop it when uh, you know yeah, I think Giuliani had had had. Uh, the hard drive, the copy of the copy of the copy of the copy of the hard drive um, in December, January 2019 into 2020 at the latest and held on to it until late August with the idea that that's when they were going to really, you know, start releasing stuff. Wouldn't release the hard drive itself, would only release printouts, which, by the way, um, anybody want to take a printout? of an email to a bank or a government office and say, I have proof that something happened. Anybody ever, does anyone think that would work? I, I mean, feel dicey taking printouts of emails to try to get into a concert. Right. Yeah. You, you have, like you have to bring it to, at least it's got a QR code on it. Yeah. Which is linked yeah. to a website. This is just, you know, and, and Rudy had this thing and I covered all of this stuff on his channel where he would go through what he had on it. It was always the same nine documents. There was never more there, there. All the stuff that, you know, that they've been throwing about because of Tony Bobolinsky and stuff is Tony Bobolinsky, a former um, like partner slash employee. It's hard to parse out what his qualifications were at uh, Tony Rose like a character from the Welcome Back Cotter. Uh, no, that's Vin- Vinny Barbarino. You're thinking of. You're supposed to yes and me there. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not no. I can't. Not not considering my status on I love the '70s and I love the '80s. It can't be done. So you cannot undermine uh, that that future cash cow. I need to maintain my status, but um, <laughs> rocking, rolling, whatnot. Um, so give me drugs. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Cater. Um, so, and by the way, for the rest of the show, if you want to speak, you have to lift your arm up really high and go, oh, 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 oh. that's yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, uh, and by the way, that is not Rorschach from the Watchmen. That's Horshack, and it's completely different. <laughs> You're going to screw that up too, aren't you? Anyways. So, um, the, the story about, you know, that they, they bared out on all this stuff is a garbage and I'm sorry, but I'm not going to take printouts of of alleged texts between two people 
on paper held up to a camera as serious. I'm going to need, I'm an adult. It is 2022. I'm going to need metadata. It's not hard to come by if you have the actual files. And if you have the actual files and the metadata, if you can't show me or won't show me the metadata, then I know it's a problem. Then I know. That seems to think you're too quiet. I'm too quiet. I, that's, I I agree. That's always true. How about that? That's better. I think when I fixed my audio before, but, um, anyways, hi chat room. Welcome. Um, so needless to say, the whole so we've I've covered there is no Hunter Biden laptop. I've covered this many, many times. Uh, nobody will at me. Nobody. I will. I've called out everybody in this and and I will see people go and attack other people. But they only attack the people who say there was a, um, you know, that the Twitter suppressed the story or that it, they were people would have voted differently if they'd known about it, which is not about the actual laptop itself. It's about the narrative, the story that they were trying to use, at, to, you know, going into the election that they hoped would give Trump the edge. Now, I would like to say for the record that if your key to winning a re-election as president of the United States is your hope that people think that the the painter, the, the former addict, now painter, son of the of the guy you're running against is was corrupt eight years ago. I I gotta say, what's your record then? What's what's the last four years been like? If you're running against that, you know what I mean. If if yeah, the, let I me, mean, hypocrisy is not a surprise at this point. No, and there is. I got I got news for you. There is no way when Biden is running for re-election that the he is any or anybody around him is going to think the key to his re-election will be. You know, videos of Don Jr. at, you know, and, and Kimberly Guilfoyle, you know, teaching his kids to twerk, which was awkwardly oh, posted no. earlier oh, you're not today. making that up, are you? No, I am not. I shared it earlier. It was gross. Um, and uh, it, by the way, the Biden uh, campaign, when they run again, it's not, it's not even going to be brought up by anybody. As a matter of fact, most people forget about it because they don't care. Doesn't matter. And he's got a record to run on. That was the problem. The biggest problem Trump had in the in 2020 election was he had nothing to run on. The wall apparently only made things worse and Mexico never paid for it. We were still in Afghanistan and he was um, he was fornicating the poodle um, uh, when it came to covid and his covid response and his and his back and forth with uh, Xi Jinping on it on his would be China deal. Um, was all Gordian not tied up in that, and even his own people were starting to turn on him. Nobody trusted him. That's why he failed. It had nothing to do with whether or not people thought, um, you know, Hunter Biden was unqualified to be an investment uh, shepherd in a bunch of different industries. Because no one, I think, labors under the false impression that investment bankers or even, um, you know, angel investors or, you know, venture capitalists know anything materially about the the areas they're going into. Do you, I mean, how many venture capitalists who 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 invest in, I don't know, Silicon oh, yeah, I Valley? Love any, I love this riddle. Uh, four. <laughs> right. That's exactly how many. That's right. You're absolutely <laughs> how right. How many venture capitalists uh, does it take? Yes. The, 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 does it take to live uh, in the garage above uh, Steve Jobs when he's 19? <laughs> so. So, yeah, um, 
there is a uh, um, there's a there's I don't think anybody believes for a second that any of the people who are, you know, investing in apps and stuff, the next social media thing. That's why they have SPACs, quite frankly, because these guys don't have to admit they know nothing about it. That's how Trump's Truth Social was funded. It was funded through a SPAC because if anybody ran the numbers, it would fail. He literally had, I mean, I don't even know that people grasp that, but he had to fund the Trump Media and Technology Group, which is hilariously named considering it's run by uh, Devin Nunes and it has, uh, uh, you know, the most unqualified people on its board, including Trump. They had to raise their money through one of these uh, these SPACs, these anonymous funds where you're not even supposed to be allowed to know what it's going to be invested in. Just the, the people who are behind it are going to be smart. So I'm trusting them Right. Not, you know, my own brains because I have none. And so the SPAC itself, that's how they had to raise money for Trump's media group, because if anybody could be accused by their investors of doing due diligence on TMTG, they go to they get they get kicked off the board or arrested or busted for fraud. So um, anyways, that part was fascinating. But what I would like to talk about when we come back is that that it's it's you darn Americans. You keep going, you keep showing up for work and you keep wanting to work more and get paid better for it. What are you thinking? Shame on you. Don't you know you're upsetting the, uh, the investor class? <laughs> they're very they're very nervous about this. They're afraid that. The, the, of the what the Fed's going to do, be, and it's all your fault. It's not money printer go burr anymore. It's uh, it's worker go vroom vroom, and it's you're yeah. you're blowing it, America. Quit it. We'll be back right after this. I'll explain why. It's the House Parks Radio program, mega worldwide now with 100 percent more Johnny Million. Follow him on Twitter for as long as it lasts. Uh, last, I'm at at House Parks. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Oh, the oh, Wall Street's very mad at you guys. Very mad, very mad. You keep uh, working, and then you're getting better jobs, and then you're getting paid more for it, and that's making the dollar stronger. And it's very confusing. It's a, it, you know how when you ever Johnny, you ever read one of those like you know back in the day, we we're like, I'm going to start understanding economics and wall street modern modern right you know what i mean like everybody goes through that phase like i should trade stocks there seems to be a there there and um and you go through this period where you're like i want to understand what what's the bond market really about stuff like that where you just go down a deep hole and then in the middle of it you're like i don't i'm not even sure this makes any sense at all i i don't even think it's me i think this is just absurd well there's yeah um, i I heard one comparison saying it's just like um astrology for the rich yeah. Well, I mean, especially when they're trying to, you know, tea leaves their way through how it's going to work out. And especially now with retail investors being one of the biggest pivotal forces. It's like, you know, it's those, uh, you know, thousand tiny footsteps making a giant footstep, you know, or, or footprint, that idea um, that the so much of this, like, it's amazing how good they are at making good things sound bad. 
Like the normal stuff. You're like, yeah, we sh- we, everybody should be able to have a job if they want one and a good wage. That's exactly. actually terrible. That's actually terrible. Why, why is it actually terrible? Because it's terrible. Because then it's harder for you to make a giant amount of money off of a lot of people as opposed right. to a huge amount of money off of a large amount of people. And that means less money for you to never even see. And so, like, you know what I mean? Like, that seems to be the conversation. Um, so, um, uh, the issue not only is that jobs have gone up. We got we, the the economy added two hundred sixty three thousand jobs in November. Like when that. everybody, by the way, was was predicting, you know, the end times. It's always right around the corner. It's right around the corner. It's coming. This is the end. Sure. This is the end. Um, Federal Reserve officials have enough worrisome inflation data to consider raising interest rates to a higher peak than investors expect and potentially follow the half point hike they've signaled this month with the same gain in February. Monthly wages rose at the strongest pace since January and U.S. employment surged more than forecast last month. A report showed Friday that will concern that will concern Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, who this week cautioned that slacker job market conditions and less lofty earnings growth were needed to cool an inflation rate near a 40-year high. Now, I, I, I've i said this many times, and we've talked about this a bunch, that if if you've had a... You've had a history of migraines. Let's just work, walk, work with me on this one, Johnny Million. See if this fits okay. logically. Let's see what okay. happens. You... You have a history of migraines and you've seen your doctor for these migraines over time and he has medicated them in the past. And other times when the medication didn't work, you've tried diet, you've tried a change in maybe you need to drink more water. Maybe you need to, you know, a myriad of things to solve this. And, and, you know, you may have found a point. Exactly. You may have found something that kind of works. Right. You're like, this kind of works every time I get a headache. This kind of works, Doc. Great. Then you walk into your doctor's office at one point with a railroad spike stuck in your head. Mm, And your doctor goes, migraine's back, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's that's what the economic theorists are doing right now. Because previous inflation caused by either economic bubbles or, you know, the, the back and forth in interest rates. Which we've said many times, by the way, that almost every uh, every inflation uh, spike in American history that I've ever seen, and that I, uh, when I've looked up all the big ones everybody talks about, have been preceded in the, by the uh, two years prior with a spike in oil prices. In the, in the modern economy, mm-hmm. it follows on that inflation kicks up about in the, in the two year arc of a new high or a new level or a giant spike in oil prices. It, it just it's almost as if um, OPEC countries and other malign actors in the world have found a tool a long time ago to affect politics in America by jacking with our economy by this one little tool that they know will have a, a, a cast on effect. Um, going forward. Is that why so, gas prices literally went down on election day? Isn't that like after, weird? Yeah. I was like, why did that yeah. just go down 40 cents? Because um, the... Somebody was uh, trying to keep it high. Right. And by the way, everybody who thinks that like Twitter is manipulating the electorate by not posting a New York Post story that they couldn't even verify themselves from a hard drive named laptop that they called laptop. 
which is, you know, like calling a stuffed animal your dog um, because it has a tag around its neck that says dog. Um, I named my teddy bear Teddy. I believe you. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that's making me laugh so hard. I don't don't either. But yeah, so my cat smells like cat food. Cat food. It's exactly that. Right. So um, the 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 idea that our current economic system that and the challenges it is going through has anything to do with normal inflationary pressures that previous inflationary times have shown is insane. It makes no sense because you have to pretend COVID never happened. And COVID, think back, if you will, just a sheer couple of years ago, when uh, a mere couple of years ago, not a sheer, but a mere, a mere couple of years ago, when everything stopped. Everything stopped. Everything, your whole yeah. life, everything was like there was like people were freaking out and buying toilet paper because that was going to be the new gold. You were, you know, the, there were questions about like farm workers not being there. So, oh, my God, we might have to ration food. Businesses were shutting down at a number un- unseen in modern history, literally since the Great Depression. I mean, it was like we were all in the dust bowl at once. I'm still okay? figuring out how to do. A lot of the things I did before over two years ago, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to and, normal life. Yeah. Getting back to quote unquote normal. I'm like, wait a second. I used to drive here all the time. Why is it right. so, like there's just things Awkward, that I have done for over two years that I'm trying to figure out how to do again. Right. And that, that, you know, like my girlfriend and I joke a lot about how much productivity we lose to cats on the bed. Because you're sitting there and the cat's on the bed and you should get up, but the cat's on your leg and yeah. it's so adorable, right? And so and I'm, it, it doesn't and last long. A it's a few somewhere on the books. That yeah, yeah. Like if you started, that. yeah, if you would stack those, you know, house to house number of people who own pets and the time they spend when they're like, I should be working out or I should be working. Period. And you're like, but the dog is so adorable. You need some yeah. lovings. Like you could, you could argue some idiot somewhere could make a graph that says lost productivity due to pets, right? And you spread it out over enough people, it always shows up as a big number. That's $1.2 billion a year, you know, from from Feline cats or the sniffles. syndrome, says Carl. That's right. In the chat. That's, no, totally. And he knows. Yeah. He, Carl knows. Carl knows. Um, but, the, you know, we have not had uh, – humanity has not had a circumstance like what happened under COVID in our modern society – Ever, not. yeah, not like, since any, not since the New York Stock Exchange existed. That's for certain. That's what I mean. Yeah, not, not. I mean, not in the age, not since the age of cell phones, not yeah. since the age of personal computers, and everything stopped. Boats stacking up in harbors, you know, fruit, you know, rotting on the ground that had fallen because nobody was there to pick it and yeah. and deliver it, like. You know, animals dying in gestation crates all over the globe because oh, there were Jesus, no farm workers. Like all that. Yeah, wow. I know. But and that's the issue, because everybody in the economic world right now, including Jerome Powell, are acting as if that never happened. And I, it boggles the mind that people want to 
in, you know, like, you know, normally with financial pressure, what you're going to do is you're going to raise interest rates and tighten the money supply because, you know, you gotta, like, shut up. Listen to yourself. That ain't what happened at all. And when they when they talk about even like jobs coming back, like it's great that we added as many jobs as we did. But it also includes people who took two years or a year of long covid that they just kind of sort of are getting over to start a new business again after their business was completely destroyed, just evaporated every dime it ever made. And I would like I've stated this before. and We got to take a break. But the the. the conservative estimate for the amount of money taken out of the U.S. economy by COVID in the, in, in the year and a half pre-vaccine, where everything was closed down, is around $20 trillion. Just wow. lost productivity, dead people who will never work again, you know, Factories that were shuttered, advancements that never happened, R&D that had to be restarted and had this lag on it. Just stack upon stack upon stack upon stack. $20 trillion. And the U.S. government, in its biggest uh, infusion of cash in American history, put about $6 trillion into the economy in direct payments and loans and grants. Six trillion. You cannot plug a twenty trillion dollar hole with six trillion dollars. It doesn't work that way. And you certainly can't say we're overdoing it with the amount of money in the money supply. Right. Because again, the dollar is worth more than a dollar right now. If there was too many of them in circulation, that could not be the case. That's crazy. And this was a worldwide problem. This was not the, you know, the AIDS crisis where only a few countries at first started caring about it. And then it took a long time before everybody to get on board and start trying to deal with it. This isn't about the the uh, the tech bubble. It's it's the largest impact to global life that we have ever seen. And everybody talking in the economic world is acting like. It never happened. It that that in and of itself amazes me. So, um, the this is the area where I would say none of what the what Powell is talking about makes any sense. This is not monetary inflation. There's not too much money in circulation. That is not and cannot be the problem um, because look look at the liquidity prices or issues that um, that are all over. The Wall Street Journal will tell you there's not enough money in circulation in the entire world. I'm gonna. I gotta. I'm gonna blow right through this break. I gotta. Uh, let's let's take a break. We'll be back right after this. Right, right. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I can't not. I can't. You're locked into the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I want to thank uh, Jack S. And I want to thank. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, Robert, and I want to thank Becky C. And Benny um, Loco. No, no, he hasn't. He has not super chatted yet, and I'm very upset. <laughs> Come on, Hugh. Yeah, Mike Rank has not done it either, and I I don't know why. <laughs> Mike Rank. <laughs> so I love um, every single one of those that they did to Mo. <laughs> 
I'm going to kill you, kids. I'm going to kill you. Okay, right. <laughs> so uh, the other th- the thing I'm showing on the screen right now, for those of you, uh, for the who's at home who aren't um, watching on the live stream, infotainmentwars.com, we don't need the documents. We have it all memorized. Um, or twitch.tv slash HealthSparks. If you have a teen in the house, they'll show you how it works. You can subscribe using Amazon Prime, and it doesn't cost you a dime. Help us out. Support the show. We're trying to get our numbers up. We're We're new here, man. We've been at this... For a couple of years, and uh, we're well behind these folks that have been here for a decade. I, I don't even, I don't even sit down on the show anymore. I'm doing it standing. No, he so, so uh, article on CNBC says Black Friday online sales top nine billion in new record. Now I don't know about you, but that is not the future I was promised by Donald Trump at his pitiful rallies leading up to a pathetic showing by the red wave. Did you, I mean, I, I honestly, it, I, I was well, promised negative. Huh? I said, who throws a shoe? Honestly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Who throws a cupcake? Honestly. Um, the, the fascinating part about this, and I, I showed you this during the break, Johnny Million, it says, uh, this is CNBC, consumers spent a record $9.12 billion online shopping during Black Friday this year, according to uh, Adobe. Adobe. Uh, overall online sales for Black Friday were up 2.3% year over year, um, uh, in line with uh, about half of what uh, base pay has gone up. Buy now, pay later payments increased by 78% compared with past week, beginning November 19th, as consumers continue to grapple with high prices and inflation. That's the tail on end there. It's also because because of PayPal and Amazon and stuff pl- making multiple payments. If you've been a customer for a long time and they can see that you've bought a lot of little things over time, they know you can make it. So they basically give you this interest-free loan. And so the availability of what are effectively buy now, pay later payments is through the roof right now. Yeah, it's it's silly. But I was I was pointing this out, you know, when we're talking about how the the Fed and everybody talks about jobs. And it's of course, the the real story is Democrats in disarray. Let's be honest. (laughs) We are Uh, a mess. We're a mess. I don't know what happened to us. I mean, who is Biden having dinner with? I'm look, I understand that Trump had dinner with Kanye West um, uh, and Nick Fuentes and Milo Yiannopoulos. Okay. Um, and Nick Fuentes is a performance artist. I, okay. I can't believe that he is real because. Oh, you think it's does, like a, it, all he does is like say everything you're not supposed to say with Trump right. hands. Yeah, it's a pro. It's uh, saying not having sex with a woman is or no having sex with having sex with a woman is gay, right? Yeah, with like this doing doing all the all the Trump. Yeah, I was like, okay, if I were to like try to make a funny alt right video, that's what I would do. Yeah, as a character, right? Yeah, Yeah. as a caricature. Yeah, Um, I, I. you may be right. And if so, he's the Andy Kaufman of our time. That's what I said. I was just it's yeah. Andy Kaufman here. Yeah. Doing this. This is a t- people are agreeing with me in chat. Yeah, because it's so ridiculous. It's so and, ridiculous. And the the way that he kind of uh, arguably leads he and Milo Yiannopoulos, like Milo Yiannopoulos 
apparently oh, said that garbage. he was he's legit real garbage. Yes, but he said he was going to enact revenge on Trump at one point. Like I'm going to oh, get I this love guy them fighting with each other. That's my favorite. Oh yes, but the idea was is that this a lot of people and there's so much infighting. It's gorgeous. There's mm-hmm. so much. It's so good um, that the idea was that Milo Yiannopoulos was was pivotal to bringing Kanye West and Nick Fuentes to see Trump because they knew it would he knew it would ruin Trump's shot at 2024. <laughs> like, this is his revenge. It's amazing. If he gets spe- my stink on him, he's not going anywhere. Well, it's if if, you know, listen to what Kanye's saying. Trump won't meet with me, but he'll meet with Kanye. And if Nick Fuentes is the performance artist, you think he very well might be. Uh This this might be the biggest like Trump torpedo they could shove his way because because Trump can't say no to famous people who like him until it's too late. I love this. And even still, he has not disavowed anything that Nick Fuentes has said. The only defense he's made about Nick Fuentes being there is that I don't know him. Well, guess what, dummy? After two hours speaking to him, you kind of get some idea who he is. And also, um, that's no excuse. Didn't he really with him? Um, at one point, yes. Yeah. Well, no. Kanye said that. Oh, um, okay, I, okay. As far as I know. But still, Nick Fuentes, um, again, he didn't. Trump didn't come out against anything that Nick Fuentes had said in the past, including having sex with women is gay. Um, apparently, uh, uh, Trump has signed off on that as well now, I guess. Is that how we're going to operate? All right. So anyways, Ugh. fascinating. We're going to get to that, by the way. That's the next segment. But I want to finish this uh, economic thought because I feel like that that mishmash of crazy news and the, uh, and the Hunter Biden laptop BS uh-huh. is really about hiding this fact that Trump has been running on, we are a country in decline. He literally says it in every speech. He said it in his campaign announcement. He said it in his new fundraising video. We are a country in decline. And, uh, And the other world leaders, specifically Putin, who allegedly fell down yesterday, fell down a flight of stairs and pooped himself. Um, True story. Wait, 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 one more. Don't, we can't fly by that. What? You don't know about this? What? No. Johnny, how can you not? You don't you don't follow the uh, Russian Secret Service telegram channels that where they tell their real truth because they can't say it anywhere else. Um, no. And then it gets translated through other people. Yeah, I do. Um, and uh, one of them posted a story about how um, Putin used to wear diapers because of his uh, colorectal cancer, um, but he doesn't anymore. And that was readily evident when he fell down the stairs, uh, banged his coccyx on the ground, ouch, and pooped himself involuntarily, it says. Like you voluntarily do it. Although, I, I mean. Re- boy, the last time I voluntarily pooped myself was really. Yeah, I, look, I'm not here to yuck your yum, Johnny Million. Not at all. <laughs> Thank you. None of my business. I just want you to be happy. Um, whatever makes that happen, as long as I don't have to clean up, I don't care. But the point is, yeah. um, uh, uh, um, uh, Pootler. Um, uh, had a had a problem, and then at the same time, Xi Jinping, who Donald Trump could not be more impressed with, mm. is experiencing the biggest riots and protests in China since Tiananmen, uh, a couple of weeks after his uh, announcement. Um, 
So th- these are the two guys that everybody, everybody's super impressed with, including Trump himself. But it, it, you can't praise these guys while they are, you know, crapping the couch economically, politically and militarily and believe Trump needs to save America, uh, you know, unless you think the country's in decline. And the only reason you would think that is if you ignored the fact that we've gone through COVID and that there's real healing and fixing that has to be done that requires adult supervision to make it happen, which is why it matters who's in government. And then I guess you'd have to believe that none of, you know, the last, that Black Friday was terrible. The gas prices are, are going higher. They have to go higher. They, they, even though they're going down, it means they're going down right before they go up. Oil prices dip below 80, um, popped back up for a second, then went back down. They're going to stay that way. The European Union just capped Russian oil at uh, $60 a barrel. That's their break-even price. That means no military yeah. spending. 50 bucks to get that barrel out of the ground, 10 bucks to transport it. 60 bucks. That's the number. So, uh, oh, thank you for becoming a Patreon subscriber. Um, Yay. I can't read it, but we got a new Patreon. Yes. So, um, anyways, the uh, practical e-commerce, and we'll take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we'll talk about the whole Fuentesi, Fuentesi thing. Um, Thanksgiving. Yeah. um, I've got a graph on screen right now that shows 2020 uh 2021 and 2022 that is not a graph that trump and his crowd want to see spending on thanksgiving and black friday and cyber monday um in 20 uh, sorry in 2020 was 5.1 billion uh 5.1 billion 5.3 2021 and i can't remember who was president um uh at that time nine billion dollars 8.9 billions and 9.1 um and uh, they are sorry these are thanksgiving black friday and uh and cyber monday um and then right along that line like cyber monday jacked up according to this one it's 11.3 billion which is an all-time high for cyber monday as well so we've hit all-time highs on all three um, under Joe Biden. Oops. Oopsies. And again, even if they were even, it still does. It wouldn't make the case. Right. Even if they were exactly the same. It still wouldn't make the case of a country in decline. No, but they aren't. They're going up. Um, and and by the way, the you know, we're gone are the days of actual Cyber Monday or Black Friday being a thing. They're now ongoing until the you know christmas day sales for people like oh i didn't know aunt martha was coming we got to go buy her a gift right the day of like there's a lot of that stuff happening and then the day after because of gift cards good lord yeah so the economic indicators are pointing jerome powell in the direction that the american consumer is not afraid and cowering and broken down the way trump would like you to believe we got to take a break we'll be back right after this and then i got to get johnny millions take on, you got on the, the kanye alex jones thing you had to have seen some of it you had to have I oh good lord you what oh you got to watch some during the break we'll be back okay all right 
This is Damian Perdue of Think Theory Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. You're listening to Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. Ah, uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. Hal Sparks Radio Program Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT 820. Hoo-yah! Um, yeah. So, yeah, Johnny Million. Johnny Million yeah, just I- saw... Kanye West on Alex Jones for the first time, like the video I no of him. What, that that was what was going on. Yeah, so he, for those of you that don't know, he wore a zipper hood, not the S&M kind, just the kind you, uh, I guess, you zip up and cover your whole face. I guess. And then, yeah. And then he, um, for whatever reason, he uh, is wearing gloves, uh, black gloves, and he's got a Bible and his phone. And at one Someone point... Someone said he was doing Michael Jackson voice imitations? Well, no. He was doing Netanyahu. Oh. And his his Netanyahu voice was a, like, baby cartoonish oh, voice God. of some sort. And he brought along as props to play Netanyahu a butterfly net, a small butterfly net, and a bottle of Yoo-Hoo. Um, oh, no. Which he apparently, unironically, like it sounds like somebody set him up. It sounds like you know somebody gave him those things, and that'd be hilarious. Bring a net and a yoo-hoo, and that. But he actually thinks it's pronounced Yahoo, which is even sadder. Oh no, uh, that was. Oh yes, oh yeah, and he's on for uh, like the first hour was was not behind a paywall, and he said everything that you've seen mentioned that he said. That, you know, even on going to break, cross-fading to break, managed to get in an I like Hitler right before. Yeah, it's it. it, I just realized why I missed this years ago. Yeah, I muted the word Kanye from Twitter. Wow. That's amazing. I didn't even know you can mute a word. You can. How do you do that? Let me We're find all learn it. Oh, that's amazing. Why why the Johnny Millie, really you could have saved thing. you could have saved us all. <laughs> this is amazing. All right. So, um anyways, the I mean, this is <laughs> this again, this comes across as a stunt. This comes across as like I can do anything cuz I can I'm an artist. And so everything I say is art, even if, you know, you know, like whether I mean it or not. And this is, you know, and and he doesn't realize that he's part of it is is he's doing this stunt with real people's lives and emotions, like, you know, denying the Holocaust uh, to be a uh, to feel like you're punking people is off the deep end. It is it is far across the line. It does not qualify. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, there's, there's a myriad of things and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I covered the whole hour on my live stream if anybody wants to go back and watch it. But when Alex Jones is trying to run interference for you and says, uh, you know, jumps in the right way here, let me save you from embarrassing yourself. When when he's, when he's your crisis PR team, you, you you have yeah Eef. you you have Putin the bed and yeah. 
Right. And I, at a certain point, you know, I, I really do think that a lot of what Elon Musk is trying to do to like dirty up other people is to cover for the fact that he himself brought back not just Kanye, but other neo-Nazis as well. Um, um, and they, and again, there are accounts that are smaller and less known than Kanye, but had lots of followers that were straight up, you know, Zeke Heiling Nazi accounts. And and Elon Musk brought them back. And it's one of those things where if you if you talk about Kanye, you're not letting people know about Kanye except that he's awful. So you're not platforming him or his beliefs. You're pointing to the fact that you may have a, a different opinion of Kanye than the reality that's there. Right. So, you're, you know, it's the same thing when you're talking about Trump and what he's, you know, the awful that he says, you're not platforming Trump when you do that because everybody knows who he is. You're not introducing him to a new crowd. Same thing is true with Kanye or even Alex Jones. But there are a bunch of these accounts that if you retweet them or show who they are, you absolutely are introducing them to a wider audience and absolutely allowing their trolling to be a defining factor, um, you know, in in gaining ground, gaining audience. Um, uh, he also says at one point that uh, Hitler invented the microphone and highways. Yeah. Um, I, I, this is what you get when you play a game of telephone with Nick Fuentes. Um, but there's a, you know, a myriad of these things where basically Elon Musk rang the dinner bell for these creeps. That's that's what this really boils down to. And and what he's doing is he's learning the hard way that systems exist for a reason. That when when Twitter, when Facebook started, there weren't these giant content moderation boards. And the idea that they could get overbloated or overreact is one thing, but the but their need their their necessity in the first place is obviously played out in how in, in the years as they grew, these kind of people popped up on the platform and used it for all sorts of malign purposes. Not the least of which, of course, are foreign governments, the military of foreign governments, using bot and fake accounts or their own direct accounts to manipulate our electorate and other electorates. And the Twitter board going, yeah, we can't let that happen. We got to at least let people know who they're talking to because – there's a thin line between give a man a mask and he'll tell you the truth and give a man a mask and he can say anything. And um, that's that's where we are right now. And this is there, by the way, I would like to remind everybody, you can't skip this step in human evolution and and development when you talk about like social media or how we all get together. There's no way you just get to dodge this bullet in that regard. You don't. This is a learning experience as we set up this worldwide network of connection that it has benefits. It, there's a cost and benefit analysis that you got to factor in. And and, you know, I've said this before, but I I officially if whether I think you're on my side or not, if you have a fake name and a cartoon picture or I, you don't have a real, you know, a real website that you, where you're an actual human being, or uh, you know, and even now, I mean, there's the FSB can go pretty deep with their fake people, but most of the time it's pretty, you know, 
It's it's Johnny seven one seven five 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 four three two nine seven four five one two five five five, and they're like, I'm a real Joe from uh, uh from Ohio. That guy, <laughs> real Joe. Why why you yes why you not listen? Uh, I am really being American, free speech all the way. Elon Musk rule. Um, that I'm I automatically take those accounts less seriously. I just. You, even if I've they've been around for a long time, I'm, I'm still suspicious. Always. Always will be. Because, you know, one of the things we learned about 2015, 2016 was there were uh, the the trick that the, the Russians played when the, with their social media networks and their Facebook pages was that they would create these accounts that were basically just putting up cat videos and stuff. And then on a dime, they all turned into Crooked Hillary has emphysema right. or has pneumonia accounts in like they just flipped in that day while people had, you know, they had a lot of, they'd grown a lot of followers using the standard fare of what people want to see on social media. They baited you in and then suddenly your feed was full of that stuff. The QAnon accounts operated the same way. Um, the, uh, you know, a, a good, I would say at this point, 60% of QAnon accounts are absolutely fake. Um, and that's just something you have to factor in whenever you're on social media. QAnon just accounts on, on what platform? Everything. Uh, oh, they, okay. they cross so anytime a QAnon account pops up. Yeah. If it's on Facebook, if it's on Twitter, if it's on telegram, gab parlor, even on truth yeah, yeah, social, yeah. like they, they're, they, they restate a lot of the same memes. It's a lot of recycled content. It reeks of a bot farm. Um, there's just no two ways about it. This is it's a it's a show. It's you know it's meant to achieve a political end, right? And 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 some of them you can tell it's a gullible human being who's just a sap. You can tell by how they speak. It's very distinct. And then the other ones are like, okay, this sounds like cut and paste. And and if they're not going to put their name and their face and be a real person or video themselves talking and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's amazing how America has allowed itself to be politically catfished because that's what this is. Yeah. The Republican, like the Republican Party especially fell for it. But we got to take a break. We'll be back. By the way, Philip Bittner is going to be joining us in the next hour to talk about what's going on in Woo! Ukraine. There's lots of movement going on there. Holy smokes. Um, huge moves forward. Um, much of it good. Pretty amazing. Um, and Philip will be joining us in the next hour. Um, but, I, I, you know, political catfishing has to be a conversation. Yes. Maybe we need another name for it instead of catfishing. We gotta come, we'll come up with another mm. one. Like, yeah, like elephant fishing or something. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. People walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at housefarms.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the people it's like you're trowling out. Damn, us faithful, pimpstick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. Welcome to the show. It's the House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, with uh, Johnny Million. And our dear friend Philip Bittner is uh, live in Ukraine right now. And we're always glad when he is. And he was a guest yesterday 
on uh, the, the Tom Hartman show. If you get a chance, go back and uh, watch slash listen to that segment. He's going to hopefully be a regular on there. That's how we're playing it out. It's great. We're, we're making impacts. We're getting. We're spreading that message. Yeah. And yeah, so, thank you to the. That's right. Yep. Thanks to all, everybody in the regular audience. Thank you. This time last week, Phil was like, "Get me on the air with somebody." You be, yeah, somebody you real. Yeah. Somebody. Some, well, let's keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. Exactly. Hey now. Um, hey now. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it's a I running never joke. Said that. I know. I did. That's the funny part. Believe me. Don't, always understand. My ego can withstand anything. So I, uh, I, I, my self-deprecating humor doesn't even work. <laughs> it doesn't even. Nobody buys it. Um, so first of all, uh, hey, how are you? Uh, welcome. And how goes it? What's the Thank current you. state of affairs? Uh, it goes. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, we got a snowy day today. I'm a little under the weather. I got a rumbly tumbly uh, tummy, and I. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I got a little minor flu the with the. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we had an air raid siren today. Uh, we're expecting uh, some sort of strike soon. They normally. Do hit us about once every week. They've they've been doing a really strong attack. So everybody's kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Uh, there's some talk within the Ukrainian military that they think that that actually is part of a kind of a, a hybrid warfare effect that they're actually waiting to attack so that the anxiety builds and builds and builds because everybody's expecting it. But I, you know, sort of the, at some yeah. point uh, we can expect it. We can expect yeah. it. Yeah. So. And and uh, I, I did hear some talk as well that um, that they were using the empty nukes as a way of wearing down, uh, you know, using up Ukrainian air defense, you know, worried that it might be a real one. So they, you know, they they'll shoot it down for sure because it's bigger and, you know, and it obviously tracks as as a as possibly a tactical nuke and the like. So they you know, they they know they'll use up their anti-aircraft and anti-missile defense stuff chasing that down because it's really dangerous. Um, but yeah. the, again, we heard a similar thing about uh, a few times about the Russians, especially this whole, like, it's a bait and switch. They're trying to pull everybody into Kherson because they're going to level them. Remember that the whole conversation yeah. about Kherson was the, the Russians are pulling out because it's a trap. You know, everybody was Admiral Akbar about it. And then, yeah. So, uh, your your and then thoughts it on out that? that really yeah. what they were doing was sneaking out under cover of yeah. Right. Well, yes. Kherson, it turned out that really what they were doing was sneaking out of the, under the cover of civilian buses and and at yeah. night and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a conversation. Look, I, my the big my big event for the day uh, was going out to a hardware store, big big hardware store in the outskirts of of town, like a building center, and buying myself uh, a, a whole bunch of. Uh, heavy plastic tarpaulin so that if my windows get blasted in, I'll be able to at least seal them for a little while and keep the heat in. Right. That's how we're living. Right. Uh, And and avoid glass shards, I would hope, to some degree. You can make curtains out of them temporarily, too. I've got got duct tape up on the windows, and what my intention is is if we do get hit and my windows get blasted out, that I'll retreat to this room because this only has windows facing one direction uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, relatively few, little glass. So I've sealed that up 
just in case the the glass does shatter, it won't. You know the old. Uh, you ever watch the old like uh, movies about the Blitz? Yeah. In uh, in London, you know, where yeah. they all got the X and the tape all over. The, that's what my windows yeah. look like in this room. The reason yeah, yeah. I'm mentioning this is because this is how we live. This is this is what we do. This is we make pre- we make preparations for potential attacks. We've got water and food stored. We've got candles for light and heat. Um, this is this is life in Ukraine right now. So you know this is this is how it is. But I was I went out with a friend of mine, uh, who's a, a fellow American, lived here for quite mm-hmm. some time, and we were discussing this whole thing about about you know are we going to get hit? Are we going to you know is there kind of are they preying on the anxiety? Uh, what is this thing with the nuke? And um, he made a very interesting point. He said, you know, everybody thinks that the Russians are, are really, really, you know, sneaky, multi, you know, playing on so many different levels. And they've got, right. they've got, well, when in effect, sometimes it isn't really, it's just, it's just out of necessity or this is what they've got. So they just lob it at us um, right. because that's what they have close to hand. Um, that it isn't always that there isn't always a deeper purpose or a deeper meaning. You know, you bring up right. Kherson and everybody thinking it's a trap, it's a trap, it's a trap. And really what it was is they were, they were trying to get their guys out, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, under, under sneaky circumstances. So, you know, yes, yeah, sometimes the Russians are incredibly crafty. They're, they're spy craft in, in particular, their intelligence uh, operations are really, really good, but they're not, they they can be or oftentimes are pretty pretty bad on the on mm-hmm. the battle uh, uh, field. So can, well, getting uh, intelligence and using who knows, it at this uh, point, who are knows? Two totally different things. You know, get, gathering intelligence or stealing it, and then knowing what to do with it once you have it is is a completely different set of uh, of goals. Um, and and a yeah. lot of you know. The accumulation of a lot of things that Russia has done, largely because of oil and gas, have given the money to do it, does not mean you have the brains to make an effective version of it, especially if you have to steal a bunch of it or get it through other means to pretend you made it yourself. That's the, what China is finding out. The interesting thing is that um, on Friday, um, the, you know, the EU is still trying to work on a price cap for you know at sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and they they agreed on one finally, sixty dollars a barrel, which is break-even price for Russia, yeah. by the way. Um, and India and current and uh, and China are buying Russian uh, Ural crude at $33 a barrel. That I mean, they're, they're, Russia is just trying to keep the pipes open, essentially. That's the whole thing. They're just selling yeah. it to He's keep it flowing. Example. Hey, now. Hey, <laughs> keeping the pipes open, keeping pipes open. Right. Um, but that's I mean, that is that uh, that's an amazing factor. Again, $60 is the break even price for regular transport. This is with pipelines. It, it, the 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 boats that are carrying Russian crude have to in some cases they have to change <sighs> boats. They have to pump it from one boat to another. To get it, uh, you know, along its way, it takes 20, 28 days to travel to some of the places in China they need to send it to. And they're selling it at half price. 
This is not a good, I'm just saying it's not a good business model as such. No. No. Yeah. And and it's interesting. You bring up the whole falling down the stairs and pooping his pants thing. Um, but mm-hmm. the other leak that came out of the Kremlin this week was uh, um, the. Yeah, there's other news. <laughs> we're, we're all so juvenile. Um, we are. Uh, he deserves it. It was the, apparently an, in, an, an internal, he does, an internal Kremlin uh, survey that indicated that only something like 25% of people who are politically engaged um, uh, support the war and that the vast majority of Russians, some 50% plus uh, are definitely, uh, you know, let's stop the war. Let's get out of there. This is no good. And so the fact that these things are coming out of the Kremlin, I'm not going to say leak because I know Johnny will giggle. Um, uh, To me, it's actually another in and of itself. An interesting point because, eh, thank you, uh, that uh, the, the, the Kremlin is leaking. Uh, mm-hmm. And that would never have happened, uh, you know, with Putin in a stronger position than he's in right now. So, right. Well, you know, it's not going, it's not going well. For no, Putin. it is not. Yep. Yeah, and yet, uh, you know, I... I don't think he'll ever get tired of winning. I think uh, other people might have, but I, I don't think so. Um, now, the the fascinating part for me um, is that the assumption on Kherson, I think, was largely based on functional governments with functional militaries going, OK, why would I be doing this? Well, why the, why would the U.S. or the mm-hmm. Brits or the Australians or anybody else, why would they be pulling back out of a crucial city like this? If they were the second biggest military in the world, well, obviously it's because it's a trap because I'm thinking like me. But if you're thinking like them, it's because they don't have the resources to do it. Their supply lines have been cut off. They've got a terrible record of, of you know, of carrying out the war to begin with. So the idea that the, yeah, the, morale, must is, be, is, the morale is awful. Yeah. Right. And the and the interesting thing is, is imagine, you know, Russian bomber pilots that are being, you know, just set up and going, okay, we're going to go on. This is going to be your route. It's it's not like they're not going to look down and go, we're hitting cities. How many of those guys, you know, mm-hmm. like the helicopter pilots, land their planes and go, I'm not, I'm not doing this. And you know what I mean? Like, that's a, that's a strong possibility, along with that number that you're talking about. Some obviously won't, and they won't care, and they just go up there and do their thing. But... That's got to be a factor in them thinking about it because, I mean, what an embarrassment there. So it's going to be, you know, again, they have to take every precaution, Ukraine does. But at the same time, the record of Russia is like, ah, here it comes. Yeah, you did it now. Here it comes. Is pretty weak. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, the only, the only, uh, couple of, of like successes that stand out in my mind are Kherson in the very beginning of the war was mm-hmm. taken by subterfuge by basically paying off people and having mm-hmm. a, a, a puppet government ready to go and moving into Kherson quickly. And then eventually Mariupol, which, you know, they had to fight and actually was a very much a Pyrrhic victory because they lost so many people. They were bogged down in Mariupol for months Yes, eventually they took it, and they, in essence, did create the land bridge that they want to Crimea, but at what cost, and will they be able to hold it? 
Um, mm-hmm. But generally, they, this war, not a lot has gone well <laughs> for the yeah. Russians in this war. And they, they underestimated Zelensky. They underestimated uh, a unified West with Biden at the helm. Uh, you know, it's they this is not going well for them by any right. stretch of the imagination. I, I keep seeing people who are. I mean, we had, you talk about Fuentes, and there are some other people out there talking about, oh, you know, it's an inevitability. That, no, it's not an inevitability that the Russians nope. are going to win. As a matter of fact, not by- more likely than not, they're, you know, they're going to lose badly. It's going to be yeah. massive and humiliation. It, that those uh, that you know the Scott Ritterization of that talking point is is hilarious mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Um, do we blow past the break again? Like I'm just because I'm chatting so much. Uh, let's let's grab a break if we can, and then we'll come back right after this with more with uh, Philip live in in uh, you're in Kiev currently um, in his uh, I am blast facility, and then um, I want to I want to talk about how. Uh, Russia, according to Bloomberg, has harvest, uh, illegally harvested a billion dollars worth of wheat uh, from, from the occupied Donbass, uh, stolen tens of thousands of children. And we're supposed mm-hmm. to think that this is a, a, a reasonable cultural fight that they're having. We'll be back right after this. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So um, the thievery um, that Russia is committing as a regular order of business of both grain and resources and people and washing machines and dryers, largely for the chips that they no longer have access to, by the way. Um, on top of that, um, the um, there's this story going around that um, Russia is using a lot of brand new right off the assembly line missiles because they have eaten their stockpiles and they are literally burning these things as soon as they come off the line. And I'm just going to guess that considering their history of quality control with the stuff that they've had for a while and the hurry that they're in, the, the steps they are skipping right now, I would not want to be one of the guys dropping a mortar into one of these tubes or loading around into a tank barrel um, that was just handed to me by the, because the guy who had any brains about artillery had already been moved to the front line if he worked at the factory and knows how that stuff goes. Of course he's manning artillery in, in the Donbass now. He's not back at the factory making sure the stuff is up to code. Um, so the, yeah. and then, yeah. And then one other thing, and then well, I want you to uh, talk uh, about that. Have, a, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah sure. Go ahead. One more thing. Uh, and we're going to get some questions. Oh, no, you too. I want to remind everybody. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. And, and the Russians, uh, you know, are hoping that they're going to use up their, uh, Ukraine's going to use up their air, uh, defenses, but they shot down a, an unnamed Russian aircraft 
a larger one, it seems, maybe one of the bombers that was doing or radar planes that was doing a kind of a dry run over where their route would be came down this week, which can't be, you know, again, it's par for the course for the Russians right now. And it, they're not going to learn that lesson anytime soon. And now word is, is that Putin is planning on visiting the Donbass um, as long as there's, you know, paper when he gets there. Um, so what's their talk of, you know, like in in your sort of circle there about, you know, expectation versus push, because there's still, a, you know, a push going on in the Kherson region. Well, there's still, yeah, yeah there's still uh, disputed territory in the Kherson region. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's still the fight over Bakhmut. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's slowed down because of the weather slightly, but that those battles are still going on. There's the potential threat of another front opening up in Belarus. Uh, Russian troops uh, may or may not be staging out there. The Ukrainians seem to be taking it seriously enough that they're that they're preparing for the for defensive territory um, out west in the in the country, uh, but. They're not uh, – there's another thing that's happening when it comes to their missile stockpiles and why we seem to get hit about once a week. And Zelensky said um, that they have intelligence that it takes them about a week to rebuild up their their missile stockpile. So it's not Mm -hmm. like that they're just strategically figuring out like, oh, we're going to overwhelm their – uh, air defenses, so um, you know we'll kind of hit them in a massive onslaught, and it takes us about a week to arrange that. There's also talk that like, well, they they're running out of missiles, so they have to, you know, like you said, right off of the conveyor belt, uh, you know, off to the front and fire those because right. they literally have run out. Now on the other side, we have information that there are NATO nation states. Uh, there's a big scandal in Germany right now about them running out of ammunition as well because they're primarily howitzer rounds uh, being provided to Ukraine that they only have about two days worth of artillery in Germany. Russia's a little busy right now, so I don't think they're going to try and launch an attack on Germany anytime soon, but it was a scandal. It's a a big scandal in Germany right now. Having said that, the, the, the industrial strength of the West far outpaces the industrial capabilities of Russia. It just does, Uh, you know, and so there, you know, and then there's the, there's apparently there are back channel communications going on. There's, there's the, you know, uh, Schultz and Putin spoke directly for about 60 minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. There's talk of, uh, you know, Biden has floated the idea that he would, he would talk to uh, Putin, but only with certain preconditions. The Russians have Mm -hmm. put, forward preconditions that they have towards the talk there. The Russians are clearly looking for a way out of this. They're there. There's it's hard to um, it's hard to look at what's happening and, and think that the Russians are anything but trying desperate to try and find a way to finish this thing without completely capitulating or falling apart or whatever. Right. Well, the, you but, know, the you issue know, I would say, uh, uh, you know, the issue I would say that they have is that, um, that, well, uh, by the way, uh, Biden, um, the, the latest is that Biden is not ready to talk to Putin because they don't believe that they'll ever meet those uh, standards. And, no. it's, and it, it, you'd be kind of, of crazy to accept that. Yeah. But the but um, 
the the issue that they have is that everybody knows that every pause Russia takes is really just so they can attack further. There is nothing that has signaled within any of it that that any kind of ceasefire or momentary peace talks yes, are, were, are for right. anything but giving them a three-week head start on catching up with military rounds so they can do this again while moving caliber missiles into the Black Sea. And, ev- and since we can see everything yeah. that they're doing, it doesn't, you know, nobody's taking any of the idea that they want to speak seriously and this goes back to like the the tankies and the and that crowd you know the the Ritter crowd all saying that you know Boris Johnson made Zelensky not talk to Russia earlier this right. year and what and what the, the UK true. said was yeah the UK said was like um we're just telling you he they don't mean it our intelligence is telling us that it's fake this is a head fake and if you have you know we don't we're not going to fall for it and we don't expect you to so and and it la- that lasted about thirty seconds. Were they like, should we? No, you yeah. shouldn't. Because look at this. Look at this picture right here. The- tell me they aren't moving in, and they're not gonna. It's gonna get worse. You- they're digging trenches while they're saying they want to have a peace talk. That's not happening. They're mm-hmm. they're literally making these big yeah. concrete bunkers they're to roll in on sta- trucks. Yeah. Right. They're building so, staging areas. They're 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 organizing their troops in such a way that they can strike at you here, here and here. You know, it would be if we let if you let your if you take your foot off the pedal was basically what Johnson told Zelensky is if you take your foot off the pedal um, there, it'll only be to their advantage. And it's 100 percent true. Look, they can't. This war is an existential mm-hmm. threat to both sides. Both mm-hmm. sides know whoever wins this war, their country will be forever changed. For the Ukrainians, yeah. it is self-determination, and it is the right to have your own country and not live under the thumb of Moscow. Mm-hmm. For the Russians, it is the loss of their their crown jewel in their empire and their sense of worth and their sense of self-identity as an empire. So both sides know this. And so when Putin says this is an existential threat for for Russia, he's not talking about NATO territory. He's not talking about uh, Nazis in, in Ukraine. He's talking about the fact that if they lose this war, they lose their primary colony. They no longer right. are an empire and they define themselves by empire. They will yeah. when they lose Ukraine, which is an inevitability, they will have to look in the mirror and they go and, and have to say to themselves, who are what we now if are we, we are right. not a great Slavic Russian empire? And and it's, it's so, you know, it, it, sadly what it means is a lot more people are going to die here. I've had to I said in the past to you how that I thought we were closer to the end of the war than the beginning of it i'm having to reassess that mm-hmm. sadly enough and i think i think we are looking at, 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 at a war that's going to go deep into 2023 i still hope that it won't go into 2024 because i don't think either side can sustain it mm-hmm. but um they're gonna fight like heck uh, the Russians are uh, certainly over, uh, um, uh, you know, are, how do you regain, regain Mariupol? How do you do you want to try and take Crimea if you're Ukraine? Right. And how does that happen? You know, if if it's a shock to the system, some sort of 
right. you know, let us, let's, offensive right. into let's Crimea. Let's take a break. It'll freak we the take a break. out. So. Right. There, Lots we got to take a break. Yes. It's true. And we're going to have some right. questions when we come back from the chat room that Johnny questions. will be farming for us as well. And then, um, yeah, so we, we got to take a break. It's a house bar trigger program. Uh-oh. Really? I, yeah, I think you know the answer. Sometime. Uh, you, off the air. Off the air, Johnny Malian. <laughs> off the air. All right. We'll be back right after this. You're locked into the House Sparks radio program. Mega Worldwide. Stifle the tankies. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Philip Bittner is joining us. He's on Twitter for as long as it lasts at Philip Twitter. Bittner. Uh, like the... Uh, one L, two T's, Twit- Philip Itner, and then John, yeah, Twitter, uh, Twitler, because I, ca- I can't not say, I can't Twitter, not say Twitter about Twitter right now. Um, but that was the, that was the running joke around the house yesterday <laughs> after, while I was watching stuff. It's like, are you on Twitter today? Um, and, uh, which is not, not, <laughs> not quite what, how pe- you want people to describe your product, I think, in general. Um, no. but, uh, and then at Johnny million, you no longer need, need the one cause there can be only one and it is Johnny there million and I'm on house parks on there. And then, uh, we're at the Facebook page, uh, twitch.tv slash house parks. And of course, um, infotainmentwars.com. We have the documents and, um, but we've memorized them and oh, throughout, uh, you know, the, like the watch, the turns of this story, um, as uh, you know, as, as Ukraine is pushing back on this thing. Um, and you know, Russia's getting, uh, you know, they're funding from selling oil to India and China. And, and we now know that they're selling them at half the price of the price cap that the Europeans just put on it. So it could have been even lower. And there, there are pipelines and situations set up in Russia that will never be fixed again. And when you were talking about, um, and I want to get to the questions, but when you were talking about how, you know, Russia's got to decide what kind of country they are if they're no longer an empire, they're still like the biggest country or the second biggest country by landmass on the earth. And isn't that enough? Like at a certain point, I mean, half of it's useless and it's covered in permafrost 90% of the year, but that wasn't our fault. But the, you know, there's something to be done with that space, right? I mean, they they could corner the market on snowmen, something. But um, I I'm curious as to why sure. that navel gazing does warming, not, you know, as global yeah, warming. Yeah, right. That's why they're rooting for it. The Russians are rooting for global warming. They don't want us to change <laughs> it because it it raises the temperature yeah. in all those areas two degrees that'll help them out in theory so let's grab some questions uh from the chat room before i filibuster because i have so much to talk about um what do we have first my first one is from karen webster and she's asking if phil can do a video inside the barbecue restaurant in the dark where there are other people are sharing food yeah i mean i could sure Mm -hmm. i'll 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 give it a go Mm -hmm. that's my little local restaurant yeah now I'm on barbecue. Thanks, Johnny. C. Done. <laughs> Done. All right. I'm out. Um, Don <laughs> C. would like to know, uh, would solar panels and solar stoves be an option for Ukrainians? Sure, absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I actually have uh, a solar panel uh, USB charger uh, right. that I put up in my window. So um, people already – people already have all sorts of different 
things set up for um, when they lose heat and power. So, but solar is absolutely in their, in their, um, you know, in their list of uh, things that they have going. So, um, Mm. you know, get more of them in here, get more batteries, get more uh, substations, get more everything. It's, it's all hands on deck. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I guess they are doing that actually stuff. parlays into Connie Kelly's question where um, she's asking if Philip could use solar chargers and can she send you a couple if you can? It's very sweet. Uh, I, it's hard. It's going to be hard to get to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's very sweet. I'm I'm pretty sorted, actually, but I'll, I'd love to set something up where we can help other Ukrainians. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're the folks who are going to, especially out in the villages and stuff. I'm in Kiev. I'm in a relatively, um, I mean, we've, we're, we're, we're okay. Uh, we're, you know, we lose power, we lose heating. It's normally back pretty quickly. Uh, but it's the guys who are out there in the middle of nowhere in this very large country. Those are the ones who, who they're the real heroes without power for weeks. Well, they've got it hard. They've got it really. It's difficult. It's difficult for those folks. So, um, let me let me think about yeah. that one. Let's see if we can set something yeah. up where we can right. get supplies in for people. Um, so I've got a question, Johnny. Yeah. yeah, I've got a question from Greg Edmund. Um, are the Gepard Triple A being used by Ukraine yet? Uh, yeah, I mean they're getting more. They're getting more and more stuff. The Germans are actually stepping up uh, their their delivery for um, all sorts of stuff. I mean they're, they're they're getting at some point they will get the Patriot system apparently here. Um, there's some there's some talk that maybe it's already here. It just hasn't been particularly advertised. But the everybody is sending stuff in. The Poles are sending in all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff and. Um, you know, it's everybody is sending material here, and, and right now it's about anti-aircraft. So, yeah, right. a whole bunch of stuff is coming here. So, um, by the way, the 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 planes that everybody's worried about for this massive attack that everyone is expecting is that they've all they've gathered a bunch of these planes, the TU ninety five, which they call the Blackjack Ingalls Air Force Base. Yes, right. The MS six yeah. and the MS sixteen are two of their other long range. Um, bombers that they've been gathering together and parking, basically knowing full well the world can see them. And so there is a little bit of where this mm-hmm. reeks of similar t- stuff from Russia before, where these planes might not even be flight ready, considering you know the situation they are with airplanes and with techs and all that kind of stuff. But they can park them out there as a way of like, ah, 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 don't push us any further because we're going to launch these bombers are going to strafe bomb all the cities. Um, the problem they have is, I, I mean, I don't know how I would feel considering seeing some of the other videos of, of Russian airplanes taking off and crashing, you know, crashing right after takeoff, that I that you'd want to get in one of these things. Again, the long-range ones that nobody was ex- ever expecting to use that have been mothballed for a while. Um, it's, you know, and then even even their like long flight bombers that they have up in the air for a long time are not the kind that you would use for this kind of stuff and are really visible, really easy to track. They're like airliners. So, I, again, while I, I, I every precaution has to be taken, 
a lot of this looks like more Russian BS just to cover the fact that they need to move some missiles into place so they can fire them from the sea. But um, another question for the from the well, chat. Well, I mean, yeah. that's yeah, that's please. what the head of oper- that, that's that's what the head of operational command in the South said. She said mm-hmm. that she thought a lot of this was actually to to put pressure on, and that the right. an attack wasn't imminent. But boy, you know, it still makes you nervous. Yeah, sure. No, it, yeah, I mean, next question, Johnny. What you got? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Brewer is asking if Philip needs any winter apparel. Again, this is people wanting to send you things. Yeah, we're all your mother now. Everybody's so sweet. You don't get this it's treatment so on Tom sweet. Hartman, it's I'll lovely, tell you. But I'm, That's I'm, right. I'm okay. Like, I really... Good luck to you. You're on your own. <laughs> Click. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I've got every... Yeah, right. I, I pretty much I've got I think I'm pretty well stocked. Uh, I'm I'm okay for uh, for winter clothing. I'm okay for like uh, I mean look at the size of this power bank. You know I mean it's yeah. you know no joke. Uh, those folks on who are listening on radio, I've got a really big power bank. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but uh, tons of these things. Uh, We're the children. I'm getting in, hopefully. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I am hopefully going to be getting uh, one of Elon Musk's Starlink systems. That'll keep me up and running even when, even if. That's my biggest, my biggest concern right now is not a about stuff that'll make my living conditions better. I want to. I I want to continue to be effective. I there. I right. need to be able to get online, and yeah. I need to be able to to you know. Otherwise, why am I here? So uh, mm-hmm. I'm not worried about my personal safety. I'm not worried about my food or my heat or my uh, electricity. I'm worried about being. Can, Continuing to be able to talk to you guys and tell you what's mm-hmm. going on here so that you don't listen to some other narratives that are out there that right. are going to get louder, I fear, yeah. uh, as the winter goes on, because a lot of people are just going to want to see this war in no matter what. And I think that's why Biden's, you know, said, uh, I'm not going to talk to Putin because his preconditions are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why Putin says he's not going to talk to Zelensky because Zelensky's preconditions are ridiculous. Um, but we're going to hear narratives as the winter goes on and it gets more difficult and more damage is done. And if they do indeed have heavy strikes that hit and all the rest of it, um, it the, the narrative that you're going to see, if, if people like me, uh, if I do say so myself, uh, are mm-hmm. not able to get our message out than the other people who are sitting in L.A. or New York or whatever and who have an axe to grind or who have a narrative that they want to present, which says, you know, just Ukraine is is the problem and Kiev is the problem, not Putin. Um, right. The, the, you're going to hear that louder and louder and they're going to be able to do it because they're sitting in a studio in L.A. They're not right. here on the ground in mm-hmm. Ukraine. So I have to right. find a way to keep getting my, my message out and keeping exactly. my voice out. Not worried about the heat, the power, or the, or the light, or whatever. Uh, I'm worried about not being able to do what it is I'm, I intend to do, which is to keep telling Absolutely. the Ukrainian story. So, Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's take a break. And then we've got one more segment left. <laughs> 
No, no, it's good. Um, and we'll be back with more questions. And uh, while we're at break, follow Philip on Twitter, uh, at Philip Bittner, and you'll see the links to his YouTube page where you can watch his videos that he posts from there. And uh, we'll be back right after this. I am happy, you are happy, let us be happy together, whether the weather is cloudy or sunny, I will always be a funny honey bunny, I am lucky, you are lucky, let us get lucky together, whether the weather is cloudy or breezy, I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy, because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do, and isn't it nice that the sky is so blue, and isn't it nice to say I love you, chugga chugga choo choo, woo I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! Yay! Um, you like cereal. Under Underappreciated Yay. vibrato on, on that song, by the way, her vocal vibrato is spot on and perfectly timed, I'm just saying. So uh, Johnny's got some more questions for you. I want to make sure we get through as many of them as we can. So here's a fun one from Trevin Joan. How did Phil and Hal meet? Was it the Saturday radio show phone calls? If yes, I think I heard one of the first calls. Yes. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly how it worked. Somebody reached out and said, and like, yeah. Did you hear that? Did you lose us? broke up there. No, you broke up, Johnny. Give me that one more time. Oh, Trevon Joan was asking about how you and Hal met. Was it one of the first Saturday phone calls? Yeah. You, uh, Can you, you take it, Hal? Near me. Okay, yeah. Pretty well, much. Um, I, initially, somebody uh, shared, uh, you know, or, or you, I think Philip actually himself um, tweeted me and somebody was, you know, like there was uh, the sparklers were actually interacting sort of with like this is guy. He's in Ukraine and, you know, he wants uh, to, you know, get his message out. No, I was in L.A., that. Al. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You weren't there yet. No, no, right. no, no, no. It was it was I was in L.A. I wasn't in, I wasn't even in Ukraine yet. I was in L.A. and we the go. build up right. was happening. And I was hoping uh, I, I was hoping desperately that it wasn't going to happen. And I was and I was trying to set up. What I'll do after the war, which is I'm going to set up my own production company. And so I was mm-hmm. looking to, to see how that would work out in L.A. Oh, right. And this was and happening. And I. That's right. I started listening the Ukraine to you. Invasion was like, entirely. For, for a guy that. Yeah. yeah. Before the invasion, before February, uh, it was November of 2021. And I mm-hmm. and I was sitting there going, you know, for for a guy who doesn't study Russia exclusively he's got it pretty right so i called in and we had a discussion and then we right. just kept talking and then when the invasion happened i was like well heck i guess i have to go um because yep. I, I i made promises that i would that i mm-hmm. had to keep so mm-hmm. i hopped on a plane and came over here and that was that's how this whole thing kind of happened but back in the day right. it was just the guy calling up on on talking to you on the other end of the phone as you do as you do, um, as yeah. you do, and, and then and then we met in person for the first time just recently. Um, L- LA That's first, right. and then Chicago. Chicago, yeah, yeah. So or, yeah. or vice versa. Sorry, Chicago first, then LA. Um, now uh, let's grab another question real quick because I I know the time will run away from us. So, um, SD Sullivan wants to know what days Philip is on Tom Hartman. Looks like I'll be doing Thursdays. 
That looks like the plan around around noon or one Eastern time. Thursdays for a for a segment uh, at the top of the hour, I believe. But again, you know, and and I, I you guys have I can't say. Uh, isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? Uh, yeah, right. You guys, the audience here has been fantastic, and you keep supporting me, and it's great. And I want to keep getting my my word out. So, so thank yep. you for the support. Um, yeah, we need. Try we need and, one, I'll try and make every, you all proud. Right, we need a show for you every day of the week. That's the goal. Next, I think if we get we got Thursdays covered. Wednesdays Wednesdays are all right. You got Saturdays with me. So you got, with got you. two of them nailed down. Yep. Yep. And then and then uh, going forward, uh, we'll you know we'll stack. Uh, as we go, I'm all for the, it. What, I'm here for yes. it. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, uh, to, this Tuesday I will be at the Whiskey hosting uh, Ultimate Jam Night. It's Guitar Heroes Night. I'm doing multiple songs, and it's going to be a party. And I will now be the host going forward for those shows. So I will be at the Whiskey quite regularly on the Tuesdays, as it were. Which means I will be completely wiped out Wednesday morning after having uh, you know sung myself into a hole. So uh, that'll be fun. And at some point, I'm well, going to I'll, force I'll, Johnny. I'll, I'll do all out the yapping. Play. I'm going to fly Johnny out here to play alongside me on something. We'll figure it out, uh, but it's going to happen. It's going to be horrible. I insist. It's, <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah. No that's rehearsals. Atta boy. Yeah. Uh, that's the spirit. Right, so, so uh, the yeah, Nessa Beauty from Facebook wants to know how are the hospitals and the status of the health care there? Mm. Uh, the hospitals are. Uh, having a really hard time. Uh, they're having they they get affected by the power outages as much as anybody else. They've got and you know you can't always run a generator, and right. um, you know so they are operating in really difficult circumstances. Now some obviously are you know some parts of the country are better than others. Uh, I mean I've had friends and colleagues who have gone out to hospitals out in the east and it's just almost to the point of operating under candlelight, which is just astounding that in the 21st mm-hmm. century, that's still happening. Um, but, you know, they are, the Russians are doing this intentionally. The, the mm-hmm. more suffering that they can inflict on the Ukrainian people, and that includes places like hospitals, that includes, you know, uh, that includes the heating here. And, and when it gets really, really cold, we're going to have people struggling with hypothermia, I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the Russians don't understand is that it's it's the complete opposite reaction from the Ukrainian people. It it makes them very angry. I was going to use more colorful language, but I'll just stick with that. It is the opposite result. They they are very much like, you know, keep keep pushing. Uh, Russia mm-hmm. will keep standing up, and um, mm-hmm. they're really angry at the Russians right now. I mean, so much right. so that they're tearing down. Anything that has to do with Russia, they are tearing down. Right. I don't know if you saw this, Hal, but the the statue to Catherine the Great was torn down in Odessa. Oh, now, yes. Catherine, Catherine founded Odessa. So historically, mm-hmm. she has every right to be on a pedestal yeah. in Odessa. She founded the city. But they mm-hmm. are so angry at Russians that anything that has anything to do with Russia, they are tearing it down. So it's well, again, the opposite uh, Catherine of the Great- what I think Putin wanted to do. 
Catherine the Great may have discovered the place and and established it, but she she didn't put the statue there. The Russians did. And so they're taking down a Russian statue of her. They can put up their own one day if they decide. But that is a leftover Soviet statue, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So that's why yep. it's coming I'm down. Sure it it's is. one of those things like we can do our own, uh, you know, uh, Lady Liberty. Thank you very much. But your, you know, your stamp with your writing and your uh, description of events, it's got to go. That that makes sense. There's a big so, thing right. about there's a big thing about Pushkin. There's a big thing about Pushkin here, and rejecting Pushkin because the the Russians Pushkin is their poet laureate, whereas Shevchenko is the Ukrainian poet laureate, and Pushkin is all over this country. Every mm-hmm. every city's got a Pushkin street, Pushkin yep. statues all over the place, and they're they're the Ukrainians are definitely and without. Combustion. They're like, no, Pushkin's got nothing to do with us. We're taking taking that mm-hmm. off the the books. So, wow. it's it's they're not they have they have damaged they have so damaged the relationship between these two countries that it's it, right. it's going to be generations before they can even start to talk to one another again. It's just terrible. Uh, they, it's horrible. Anyhow, yeah, there's, there's, we there's got a little bit more time, the, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. We got a, we got a couple minutes. Yeah, Let's grab another. There is. Mm-hmm. So this is a good one from uh, I love this username Incel Derple Drump. Uh-huh. Um, how are the who has super chatted before? City? Are they fairly neat and clean, or do they look like a war zone? The streets are actually very neat and clean. Um, I was right. just in Kharkiv, and Kharkiv uh, really got it in the neck. They got it hit really, really hard. Um, and uh, I've got some footage that I'm still kind of toying with. I hate editing. It's the worst uh, mm-hmm. for me. But um, uh, uh, Kharkiv got hit really, really hard. And, and one of the things that you notice, there are billboards all over around the city of Kharkiv. They're not celebrating first responders. They're not celebrating um, uh, soldiers, although that's there too. But there are a lot of posters around town of like, we cleaned up our city. And aren't we proud of Mm -hmm. how we cleaned up our city? And they're really, really, they're making a really strong effort to make sure that things are returned to a semblance of normality as quickly Mm -hmm. as possible. And so the streets remain cleared. Uh, obviously, in the frontline areas where there's still fighting going on, they don't have the time to to do reconstruction there. And those streets, you know, like right now, uh, 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 you know, there's all sorts mm-hmm. of towns that are being fought over, Kherson or Bakhmut, um, that, are, that, you know, they are a war zone. They don't look like a war zone. They are a war zone. Yeah, and currently. Um, it's, I, I don't have any intention. Of, yeah, I don't have any I, I've spoken to you about this, Hal, in the past. Um, this is my last war. I have said it mm-hmm. repeatedly, and I will say it again. I hope to never, ever see another war in my life. Um, uh, so I am not going to die in my last war, and I have no intention of going <laughs> right up to the spear tip and let let the network yeah. guys do that, let the agency guys do that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll stay here, uh, you know, kind of, and, and spend time with the Ukrainian people. And that's and also the guys who relay that kind of uh, Right. And, uh, you know, those guys have bug out vehicles uh, provided by the networks and the governments of the country to make sure that they're That's safe. Right. They have armored, they have as armored safe vehicles. As safe they as you could possibly they have be. former military right. guys who are as their security. As they vehicle. should. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And bless them for um, doing it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, let's yeah, do one more. Let's do one more question. We got. Yeah, we got two minutes left. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you got, Johnny? That's a good one. Cosmic Rose wants to know if Philip can okay, sing Cosmic. a Christmas song in Ukraine slash Russian. 
Uh, I, uh, 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 you, can't you know, just the, say the, yes the song that goes, that, um, you realize. I can, I can, but it's, it's, I, I'm a terrible singer, but you know, the song that goes, ding, dong, ding, dong, it's, it's, um, I don't know, but it's, that's a Ukrainian song. It's the Carol oh. of the Bells. That's right. It's, yeah. That is a Ukrainian song, and it's a hundred oh, wow. years old, I believe. It, it, there's a whole big thing about it going on right now. Take a look at, I think it was oh, Chicago, that, yes. did a no, whole New York. thing. The, they, uh, there was, oh, was it New was York? A bunch of kids. It's a beautiful yeah, so a bunch song. of kids came. Yeah, a bunch of kids came to for Ukrainian kids came to to York and they sang that song in the in, uh, in, in like Grand, Grand Central. Central. I saw them in Grand Central. And then, yes, it's I, beautiful. Look for it on Twitter, they, everybody. Illumin- they illuminated it. It's a beautiful song. Try and listen to it in the original Ukrainian. It, it will warm you your heart. <laughs> okay, look, before we go, there is still Christmas here. There will be Christmas here. All right, Johnny, I'll get it for you next time. There is still <laughs> nice Christmas stuff. here. There is still joy here. They're selling yeah. Christmas trees on the street. There's, Yay. there's, there, you know, this is, you can't, you can't keep these people down. There will be a right. Christmas here and there will be joy. So do right. not despair. Excellent. Nope. The government um, is mandating it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they're sir. Nazis, so, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, the Nazis are all pro-Christmas. They love joke. the good old, good old uh, Chris Kringle. Um, all right. Thank you so much, Philip Ender. Thank you, Johnny Million. On on that note, you had to Kanye it, didn't you? Didn't you, Johnny? You had to Kanye it. Right when we were... On that note, see you guys later. Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys next week.